Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Twelve shows, twelve themes, four presenters and one topical talk. Is it worth it? The Film Review Podcast presents Topical Talk. Yes, that's right. It's Topical Talk, episode two, and I'm joined in the studio today by a plethora of presenters and producers. Uh, would you all like to introduce yourselves? Hello, my name is David. Hello, I'm Floss. Hello, I'm Shivani. And I'm Craig Field. I don't know why I said my surname there. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're also joined in the studio by the wonderful producer, Alex, here. Hello. Uh, Alex does a lot of music stuff, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Unfortunately, Alex doesn't have a microphone, so he's going to have to share mine for any... Just hear me laughing every 10 minutes or so. That's right, that's right. Um, So the theme this week is, in fact, romance, and the title of this episode is... And I... Will always... Love you... Yes. I will always love you is the title of this week's episode. That's right, Craig, indeed. Episode 2 of 12. And I just want to say a very, very happy Valentine's Day to you. This episode has dropped on Friday the 14th of February, which is in fact Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day to all you lovebirds out there. And commiserations to all of you singletons like myself who will be enjoying a ready meal for one. <laughs> do, you, do you already have the ready meal board? I'm going to buy, you know, something like an M&S ready meal, maybe a nice, ma- you know, a nice... Uh... Yeah, but they usually come for two, don't they, those ready meals? No, no. A really elaborate ready meal for one. I might even get a Valentine's banquet from MS and just have it to myself and listen to Whitney Houston and cry. cry what would a Valentine's room. banquet include? Like, it was a romantic so meal. So, MS do these things where it's like two meals, two starters, a bottle of wine, and a rose, and it's like $29.99. And a rose. And a rose, yeah. So, you put the rose in the middle of the table, you have your dinner, it's all there, you just pop it in the microwave. You've not seen the advert. <laughs> this is not just food. This is M&S food. You must remember the adverts. Yes. Oh, sounds I dreadful. Haven't <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen one of those adverts in years. Yeah. Well, they are out there. So you're spending it with a ready meal. How's everyone else spending Valentine's Day? I'm at work. Yeah, I think I'm working as well. <laughs> I am working as well. Yeah. Yeah, we're all working. Alex, you working? I'm just going to be sitting at home in bed. <laughs> in bed? On time. his own. Oh, dear. Yeah. But like we said, happy Valentine's Day to those of you out there who will be enjoying companionship. And uh, welcome to this week's or this month's uh, episode. Indeed. Um, So kicking off the the episode, uh, David, you're going to introduce your two films and then we'll all introduce our two films. So my two films for this month are About Time and the incredible Titanic. My two films are City Lights and Dogfight. I couldn't remember the name for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I have picked uh, The Terminal and Twilight. And finally, I have picked Before Sunrise and Notting Hill. Ooh, yes. what a fantastic selection of eight films there. Lots of discussion and lots of topical talk to follow very, very shortly. 
So, David, would you like to start with your first movie then? Yes, I will. So those of you who don't know, what is About Time about? Well, at the age of 21, Tim discovers he can travel in time and change what happens and has happened in his own life. His decision to make the world a better place by getting a girlfriend turns out not to be as easy as you think. Where will I start this review, Craig? Have a guess. The Rotten Tomatoes? I will. It gets a 69% score from the critics and an 81% score from the audience. Um, It's currently available to stream on Amazon Prime. So if you do like my review and or recommendation, it is on Amazon Prime at the moment. It's written and directed by Richard Curtis. And guys, if anyone asks me what a good rom-com is, uh, About Time is one of my go-to films. I think it's a perfect date night movie. It's funny, warm-hearted and genuinely emotional at times. Um, The film has a bizarre premise um, in terms of the time travel and it's a premise that could be really really bad but I think they absolutely hit the nail on the head Um, and it works it really does work and I think that's testament to everyone involved Uh, I think the screenplay is great, but the film is held together by two brilliant lead performances from Domhnall Gleeson and Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams is like a a go-to actress when it comes to rom-coms and romantic films. She's been in many, many of those. She's Uh, also kind of like the girl next door, isn't she, in this film? Yeah, she is. Uh, She gives a brilliant performance. The chemistry is uh, fantastic, and the film is helped greatly by the most gorgeous... um, theme music it really really enhances the the overall themes and emotions um of the film uh, the film is also like really well rounded in its exploration of life and family um and this adds a real great bonus to tim and mary's um love story what i like about this film is it's so layered um it's more layered than your average rom-com so there are lots of heavy themes in there but it's also genuinely genuinely funny I think Domhnall Gleeson gives like a a real kind of Hugh Grant performance, that sort of quite shy, bumbly, quirky, posh Englishman that's looking for for a woman. And the first time he meets, um, I've just forgotten her name. Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams' character. They're actually in one of those restaurants that's pitch black. So he can't see her and she can't see him. And they're at the table next to each other. And they have this brilliant... um, conversation and they get to know each other and that's testament to how good the screenplay is and the direction and the acting that you get to know um and love these characters and i think it makes for a genuinely interesting exploration of the meaning of love free will loss and the choices that we make and how they can affect our lives and overall i i laughed i nearly cried and the first time i ever saw this film i was just flicking through the television and i was about halfway through it And I was immediately like, what's this? This is a really interesting premise. I had to wait until the end of the film to see the credits, to see what film it was. I then Googled it, um, found out exactly what the film was and went and watched it. I watched it again recently. About Time, if you haven't seen it, it will be a great film to watch tonight with your loved one. So About Time is the first romantic film that I would like to recommend. Okay. Well, Floss, what's your one then? Um, am I just introducing the film? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to do Dogfight first, okay. which is this not very well-known film from 1991. It stars River Felix and... Did I just say River Felix? <laughs> <laughs> I think you said River Phoenix. River Phoenix, R.I.P. And Lily Taylor. And it's about... It's this group of uh, Marines about to go off to Vietnam. And before mm. they leave, they have this like horrible tradition called a dogfight, which is... Um, they each chip in some money to get a venue and food and then they go out and find the ugliest woman they can find and then there's judging and whoever has the ugliest woman wins and um, 
And you can kind of guess how it's going to go. He finds a girl and actually they end up having more of a connection than he thought. Um, but I can't, I like this film. It's quite forward thinking for something from the 90s. It's a female director, which probably influenced um, some of its views towards, you know, like banter and locker room talk mm. and how some women are just treated horribly mm. if they don't look great. Um, I don't really know what to say. I don't know if anyone else has seen it. I watched this last night um, and I've got to say, I found it, I, it was really uncomfortable when they were doing that dogfight and they were going out and they were trying to find these, and I'm doing quotation marks, ugly women. And it just made my heart completely sink. But when that relationship kicks off and when those two protagonists start to, I think, almost instantly have a connection and fall in love, it's genuinely heartwarming and the, the, the comedy in that film as well. It's, it's just hilarious. I found parts of the film just really, really funny. Not the parts when they were taking advantage of women, but the parts where they were... Um, there's one part where they go out to dinner at a posh restaurant yeah. uh, and she orders food, and you'll know the bit I mean, and it's just yeah. genuinely hilarious, the way she orders this meal. She, um, she's a good... She challenges him over basically everything he does, but the main thing is that he swears a lot, mm. and she's saying you really don't have to do this to make yourself impressive. <laughs> yeah, And so to demonstrate how ridiculous he looks. She orders her meal using the same amount of profanity that he does. Um, and it's really funny. Yeah, I, I haven't seen this yet. And uh, it's on my list of films to watch. Um, but I just haven't had the time to get around to seeing it. So I apologise that I haven't seen your film. No, that's all right. I mean, it's not, you know, there's nothing that amazing about it. I just quite like it. I, it mostly takes place in one evening. Mm. It's just them sort of getting to know each other in quite a slow painful way mm. <laughs> um they actually made a musical of it recently if you're into musicals it was the same people that did the music for um la la land and the greatest showman and oh, i okay. don't normally like anything they do but this one was okay okay wow. interesting ringing endorsement <laughs> <laughs> shivani then um, yeah no i picked uh the terminal Steven Spielberg, The Terminal, with Tom Hanks and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Um, I just really, really love this film. So it's about um, a uh, immigrant... No, he's not an immigrant. He's a refugee from um, a made-up Eastern European country who um, is stuck in a terminal for the duration of the film uh, while his country is in civil war and he's not allowed into the US because his country technically doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, it's a really charming film and you just see him making loads of friends and you know bringing loads of people together. It's a very human film um, about just the human connections and Catherine Zeta-Jones is amazing in it as well. It's it's a very, very, very lovely film, I think. <laughs> I haven't seen it for a very long time, but I remember watching it and absolutely loving the movie. I think Tom Hanks is just amazing in the film. He really is. He's he's mm. sensational. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we've been told off for using the word sensational. There was so some much. feedback. It was, it was some feedback. So we're, Craig is alluding to the fact we say that word. What, what I would say is... I hadn't seen The Terminal for quite a number of years and I remember really disliking it. So I went back to watch it and I absolutely adored it. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, the themes of humanity in there and what it what it means to be human and what it means to be human when your identity is stripped from you and when you, you don't have a place to call home and The Terminal becomes his home. And he becomes so well known in that terminal and so well loved. And 
I just thought the film was really, really funny, um, really, really moving, uh, a very, very touching and different performance than you're used to from Tom Hanks. Yeah, it's one of the like very few films where you find a like inherently good person um, as the main character, but they're also flawed. Like he's also like he struggles with a lot of things, and you find sometimes that like just good characters aren't that easy to. Um, relate to because if they don't have any flaws then they're not human essentially but he's like he somehow comes across as like this sort of bumbly kind of like he's not an idiot but he's he's obviously there's a huge language barrier he doesn't Mm. speak um much english um but he's just this very decent human being and he's just it's just a lovely lovely film Hmm, okay. Uh, so my film then is Before Sunrise. So this came out in 1995. Um, it's directed by Richard, Richard Linklater um, and it stars Ethan Hawke and Judy Depley. And the film is about a man and a woman who meet on a train uh, in Europe and they wind up getting off uh, in Vienna and they spend the entire evening uh, walking around Vienna, getting to know each other. And that is the basic premise of, of this film. Um, and you basically watch this movie unfold with these two people purely just get learning about each other and, and this romance between the two just springing up. Um, and, and just it's just beautiful to watch. Um, and you never doubt for a second that this film is going somewhere where it's going to end in you know, some kind of action sequence or anything like that. It is purely based on these two dialogue of these two people getting to know each other. And the dialogue is just absolutely amazing. You're sucked into everything that you hear these two people talking about. And it's funny, it's sad, and it's it, it has a very, not a tragic ending, but it has an ending that you didn't really, you kind of saw coming, but you really didn't hope that it wasn't going to go there. Um, But what makes this film so special is the subsequent sequels as well. Uh, So Before Sunset uh, came out 10 years later. So obviously the characters had aged 10 years and they deliberately waited 10 years to bring the film out. So you could see where these characters have gone to, what their lives were like, did they ever find each other again and all these sorts of uh, tropes that were coming up. And it's just incredibly heartwarming and incredibly brilliant to watch these this love unfold in one evening in in these two people just walking around vienna and Mm. and the backdrop of the film is just stunning of it being set in vienna it is really really beautiful um but what i love most about it is also the soundtrack as well it's a really beautiful soundtrack behind there and the cinematography is amazing as well because obviously set in the evening it's getting dark out so Mm. you have all the beautiful lights of the city um and it's just one that a film that really stuck with me because of just how brilliant the two actors are bouncing off each other and that they actually also pretty much rewrote the entire script because they improvised almost everything that they're talking about. So you really build that connection with the two people and you really believe that these two people are falling in love completely and utterly. Mm. Um, And and that's what makes it a really special movie. And I think it is 100% the best romantic romance film ever made and i mean the rotten tomatoes speak volumes it's got 100 percent from the critics and 93 percent from the audience i mean uh, that's pretty sensational sensational um <laughs> rotten tomato scores there may i add yes i was going to say very solid but beyond solid i mean that's one of the highest rated well 100 you can't get any better no you really can't you really can't um but i, I none of you have seen it have you 
I purposely didn't see this film because I wanted you to sell it to me. Um, and I've I've had a look at it, and I've had a look at some of the reviews of it, and it it does seem what what a good romantic film needs is that genuine connection between the two main characters. You have to believe that these two characters are either in love or are falling in love, and if if you don't believe that in any romance film, that's where it will completely unhinge. If you're not believing what's unfolding on in front of you, um, it it, it makes for a pretty uncomfortable mm. viewing. Have any of you seen Boyhood? Yes. Loved it. Yeah. So, so good. Boyhood is directed by Richard Linklater, get his name right. Um, and it has that same sort of feeling of that film. But obviously um, that was shot over a number yeah. of years. Like when I say a number of years, literally uh, you watch a boy grow into a man in front of your very eyes. And that they took them, what, 18 years to make that film. It, it Pretty ridiculously well done. There was like a... Um Sister film, no pun intended, of Girlhood, wasn't there? It was like a yes. French film. I, was it the same director? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, if you've seen Boyhood and you really enjoyed that and you haven't seen Before Sunrise, watch watch Before Sunrise. It is amazing. Genuinely, genuinely amazing. And beautiful. Uh, so that's my first film. And that's all of our first films. So out of all those first films that we've uh, sold to each other there... Um, out of those, who has seen all of those films and and out of those, what was the most one that you enjoyed, I suppose, if you had seen them? I have seen all, apart from Before Sunrise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, I have a bit of a bone to pick with The Terminal um, because <laughs> I think it's more of a comedy than a romance. And there's some Vaseline sharing going on in the background here, which is... <laughs> <laughs> Which is making this very awkward on on Valentine's Day, but I'll leave you two guys to it. Um, I don't really know what he's doing with it. I get really dry hands when it's cold. Oh, okay. The producer gets really dry. Alex, the producer gets really dry (laughs) hands when it's cold. I think it's lovely and warm in here with my flamboyant shirt on. But Craig, I know you had a bit of a bone to pit. Now I think the terminal is, uh, and I'm not just picking out you, you Shivani. I promise. But I think the terminal is more of a comedy than a romance because Catherine Zeta Jones's character. Tom Hanks's character, there is a genuine connection, but the problem is, is it all unravels because, excuse my language, Craig can beat this out. Catherine Zeta Jones's character turns into a bit of a bitch, really. Well, okay, I, I, I think I am taking the term romantic in a very kind of um, in the old English way. So, like, yeah. uh, the romantic themes are not necessarily. Um, two people falling in love. I know that's literally what Valentine's Day it is, sort of. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Depending Maybe. who you're with. Yeah, I mean, if it's David, it's his romantic connection <laughs> to his ready meal. It's ready meal for one for me. <laughs> um, but that's a, certain, that's a certain level of love there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... Um, I did a lot of work, like, in uni, like, romantic sublime and ran- romantic, um, like... As in the old romantics, like Shelley and you know all all the Lord Byron, all the all the, those romantics, which isn't necessarily romantic love. It's like this kind of subliminal idea of something you're completely um, in awe of, or like something that's complete, like so sensational <laughs> um, that Infatuated. it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's not necessarily like. Um, I should, I'm trying to I'm trying to define what romance is in, in terms of that. Oh, it's but a like, really hard thing to say. No, really, I, uh, really hard. To be fair, I've I've tried to roast you there, and I think you've given a, a fantastic response because Tom Hanks' his character 
he falls in love, doesn't he, with the terminal, and he falls in love with and elements of America, and they fall in love with him. Like he's really loved in that. Terminal. You fall in love with every single character yeah. when you're watching that film. It's such a charming film, and every single character you're so invested in because they're so human, yeah. which is which is romantic. The rom- the idea that everyone can well, not everyone, obviously there is an antagonist, but like almost everyone in this world can be so lovable and so charming and you can root for them. Mm. That's a romantic idea. And that is one of the reasons I picked uh, The Terminal. And also I'm completely in love with Steven Spielberg. I love him so much. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? So do I. Yeah. I, just, I, I can't get over how many incredible films that he's made. Like, it's just... And they were all... They're all mainstream. Well, most of them are all mainstream. Like, they're just... They're incredible and they're mainstream. I just don't get it. I don't understand how you he's done this. I just it. don't get it. I don't understand how he's so good. Mm. But, you know, that's, yeah. And I suppose there's themes of unrequited love in there as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. C- Catherine Zeta-Jones' character is so frustrating. I literally, well, no, actually, I can't say that because that would be wrong. I wanted to punch the television because it's just like, allow, come she on, does, allow this yeah. man to love you. Stop being so close and stop damaging yourself with bad relationships. Stop going back to silly, horrible, stupid men who are using you and and take advantage of this wonderful, humble man that's there in front of you. But there's also like um, other relationships with um, Zoe Saldana's character yeah. and I, I, I don't know, I'm Is not entirely sure. Is that him? I know he's in it. Potentially, time to check, yes. Um, But that's also just like, it's a subplot, but it's also, everything about it it sums up the film as well. Like every single subplot in that is just Mm. so charming and relatable and human and Mm, romantic. It's just... Yeah, I, I I think I'm taking the word romantic slightly differently. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, almost in an abstract kind of way. Yeah. And I think that's a really good way of looking at it, to be fair, because it is his romance with the place that he's now made home. Almost. Yeah. And I like that. I do like that. And, you know, I was worried that you'd pick the film that was slightly one that could be vetoed but actually you know what you've really sold it tonight. I, I really that was it. always my intention I don't, I don't I don't know how you ever doubted me <laughs> well, we'll see with the last film that you yeah did. yeah okay. we'll see with that one uh, give me a chance to to defend that I'm I will. sure you'll I be I will give you a chance equally impressed obviously yeah <laughs> And the other one, Dogfight, I, I really would recommend, uh, I really commend Floss for picking, picking that because particularly as a man watching that film, it was it was very uncomfortable, but it was also so beautiful as well. And the way it unfolds on that one evening, it's a very short film. I think it's about an hour and 35 minutes, so it's not that long at all. And it pretty much runs in real time. And you just get to know these characters and you just get sucked in. And what they have is that fantastic chemistry. Uh, And it's heartbreaking. And like I said, it is really funny. So I'm so pleased I watched Dogfight. I really would. I think it's that it's from the first round of um, uh, of films. I think for me, oh, I don't know. I'll have to think about it because I love Terminal and I love Dogfight. I won't be offended. No, it's it's a tough one. Obviously, I haven't seen Before Sunrise, but the Rotten Tomatoes are, I'm not going to say it, amazing. Um, <laughs> so it, it is actually, I've already purchased it. I bought it on on, uh, on Apple, what do you call it? Apple TV, iTunes? Uh, Apple iTunes. Apple yeah, so movies. I've purchased it on there and I am going to watch it, but I purposely didn't watch it before, but Craig has sold it to me. Um, 
But yeah, no, very interesting. And no, I really do appreciate what Shivani said because we often think about romance, about two people falling in love, but the, the, the spectrum of love and romance is much more broad than perhaps my narrow little bald-headed mind <laughs> could, uh, could comprehend. I, I, I don't think it's something that has enough standing that you like it, it's necessary to think about, but mm. I, yeah. <laughs> I just, I was going to add on about dogfight. I feel like it's quite rare in these films that it's completely on the man to change his attitude. Mm. Like I think of some films like Greece where she has that horrible, complete transformation. Yeah. Awful, everyone hates Greece. Um, but yeah, in dogfight, it's literally, it's very topical because mm. She points out to him and gets through to him that he's been really horrible yeah. for years and years. And I think it, 1995, I believe, it came out, Dogfight. Uh, he was dead by then, actually, wasn't he? Oh, blimey. Um, <laughs> can somebody, I, think, I think you said it was earlier. Yeah, I think it was 91. Yeah. yeah, but for early 90s, it was way ahead. Of, those kind of themes were way ahead of their time, I feel. Yeah, and, and the way it challenged the attitudes of men, and particularly men in the armed services, and the way they view women. Um, it does sound like it's a film that has a, a longevity in terms of its social commentary, and one that we should be reflecting on. Um, I haven't seen it, but I, that's what it sounds like. I mean, it won't change your life, but it's you know, it might change your view in some respect. It will make you feel really uncomfortable for 20 minutes. (laughs) Dogfight came out in 1991. It gets a 78% score from the critics and an 87% score from the audience. So very, very good indeed. Yeah, the more you talk about it, the more I kind of want to watch it. You must. (laughs) We must. We all must. (laughs) Okay, so that was our first round of movies. Um, So we're going to go to a little ad break and then we'll come back with our second films. interrupt this broadcast or visit worth it the film review podcast for an important announcement if you're enjoying the podcast we would like to remind you that you can now become a patreon supporter for as little as three dollars a month this helps the podcast to continue to grow as well as offering the potential for bonus content and is it worth it merchandise your support helps the podcast stay alive so why not become a patreon supporter today head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash is it worth it podcast And that was an ad for our Patreon supporters there. Just want to say a big thank you to everyone that has contributed to our Patreon. Your support goes a very long way. David, you're going to come back in now with your next film. Yes, it's now time for my second film on this second episode of Topical Talk. And I will be putting forward for Best Romantic Film... Titanic, a very brief synopsis for you. A 17-year-old aristocrat falls in love with a kind but poor artist aboard the luxurious and ill-fated RMS Titanic. Where am I going to start with Titanic? Well, I'm going to start with its Rotten Tomato scores. Gets a very good 89% from the critics and a 69% from the audience, which is pretty solid because it's a bit of a Marmite movie. And I know Titanic on Rotten Tomatoes has been one of those films where the trolls do try and get the um, the score down. Um 
Nominated for an unbelievable 14 Oscars. It won 11 Oscars, including Best Cinematography, Best Visual Effects, Best Original Song, Best Score, Best Editing, Best Director, and Best Film, but to name a few. It's a whirlwind romance, butterfly-inducing chemistry, and a beautiful blend of innocence and infatuation. And it's about two polar opposites united by love. And the film starts when Jack Dawson's character... Sorry, when um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, Jack Dawson, wins a ticket for RMS Titanic during a game of poker, uh, a hand of poker, a very lucky hand that he says. And this gives him and his friend Fabrizio a chance for a new life and they board RMS Titanic full of hope. Um, and when Jack first sees Rose, she's walking on out on one of the balconies on the boat and immediately he looks at her and he falls in love. And he not only falls in love with her, he saves Rose, um, literally, um, the second time he meets her, Rose is on the back of the ship and she's about to throw herself off and Jack talks her down. Um, and why do I love Titanic? I just think it has some of the most iconic pieces of cinematography of all time. Uh, I think it's one of the best romance love stories of all time. Two polar opposites. You've got Jack Dawson, who literally has nothing. He has his sketchbook and a few, uh, a few coppers to his name. And then you've got Rose, who is engaged to be married to Cal Hockley, who is a business tycoon, uh, who has, I don't know how much money he has, but he has a lot. But she is literally bound and constrained. She's only 17. She doesn't love him, but she's marrying into money because as her mother reminds uh, Rose, they're a family that um, have a lot of bad debt, which is hidden by a good name. Uh, and as these two characters meet, you see their story unfold. And Rose chooses Jack. She chooses love over money. And what I love about this film is not only the sensational score by James Horner, the brilliant direction by James Cameron, but the um, incredible chemistry between Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio. Without doubt, in my eyes, one of the most iconic love stories of all time. Um, the the scene where, I know the scene where Jack uh, draws Rose gets a lot of... Um, you know, memes and trolls and people laugh at it. But I just think that is a, a stunningly beautiful piece of cinema, um, literally stripping down to the bare nature of what it is to be human. And Jack does that amazing drawing, um, the scene where they go under the deck and they dance together. Um, they The contrast of that upper class, first class, and then going down to third class. Um, and just the way they fall in love. And Rose's decision when she says to Jack, when the ship docks, I'm getting off with you. I just think is one of the best moments ever that these she's literally choosing love over money and then obviously the ill-fated Titanic hits the iceberg um, and the chaos that unfolds as the ship goes down um, they realize that they may be torn apart um, and before I finish there's one of my most favorite scenes in the film is when um, Cal and Jack get Rose onto a lifeboat and Cal says don't worry I've got an agreement on the other side of the boat me and Jack will get off just fine and as Rose is going down in the lifeboat the music's playing and Jack turns to Cal and says there's no agreement is there and Cal says oh there is but it won't benefit you I never I never I never uh, I always win Jack I always win and Jack knows that Rose is on that boat she's going to be saved and then what does Rose do she jumps off of the lifeboat, back onto the sinking Titanic, runs to Jack and they meet near that clock and she says that famous line, you jump, I jump, right? And they go down together with that ship. And I just think it's, 
obviously 14 Oscar nominations, uh, 11 wins. There's no doubt that it's a technical masterpiece. But as a love story, I just think it's one of the most beautiful love stories of all time. And it's a film that I absolutely adore. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that sounded. I could talk for t- about Titanic for hours. Um, but I just think the to choose... She has everything bunny ear quotes that a woman could want uh i mean cal is an attractive man he's got money and and she chooses she chooses love over money and i just think it's it's beautifully shot the the music's incredible um and it's just heartbreaking it's a heartbreaking film but so powerful as well there's a lot there's a lot you just said there that i i think i have ways to disagree with you but yeah. i think i'm going to save it for later well cause... you know what maybe we should change things up a little bit maybe we should discuss it now okay and like, like we did last time oh. so titanic then in my opinion is a round is a is a good romantic film i give mm. i'll give you that best but, of all time no uh, doubt I, I don't think it's a great film yeah i don't i i have to agree with craig oh I'm sorry. The Academy disagrees. 11 Oscars. The highest, one of the highest grossing films of all time. So between 19... Yes, yes. I'm not disagreeing. Between 1997 and 2009, Titanic was the highest grossing film of all time. It was surpassed by Avatar in 2009. Uh, No, let me finish. (laughs) Avatar held that position for 10 years. The highest grossing film of all time is now Avengers Endgame. Titanic is still at number three. For a standalone movie to be... Okay, you can stop now. For a, for a standalone movie to hold that grossing for 12 years proves that people adored this film. No, I'm, I'm not disputing that, and I don't think Shivani is either. Bearing in mind, um, when going back to the Oscars, it Shakespeare in Love also won seven Oscars, and that's not a great bit. Like it's 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 fine, but like I don't know how how much I like subjectively. Um, take that as de- it's definitely a good film mm. any of that that information i just i personally titanic felt like a disingenuous film i didn't relate to the characters on a level that i related to characters in the terminal and it's not because of the situation they're in it's just i i didn't particularly like how they were written i i didn't I, I, it was a very long film as well. Like it's yes. a long time to stay like invested in those characters, especially and, when you know what's going to happen. And but I you don't, don't know. Ge- I, so- ge- I, I, uh, <laughs> getting heated now. I, I genuinely like, like I'm less invested in the romance of that film and more the her like um, Rose's. Um, I suppose rebellion against her mother, like I've, mm. that, that relationship is really interesting. Yeah, it and rebe- is. like uh, even re- rebellion with her, um, her fiance. I mean, not so much, but with the, the relationship with her mother is really interesting. Um, but other than that, I just I didn't understand the conflict of that film because the the antagonists, yes, are obviously trying to repress her and make her make the decision that they want her to make. Mm. But ultimately, none of that really matters because they. Like we know what's gonna like happen to the Titanic, and you know that none of that matters. So that makes it really, really, really difficult to invest in in those characters. I mean, by that standard, you'd only ever watch a film once and then never again because you know mm. what's gonna happen. No, no, no. I mean, I I say you know what's gonna happen in the sense that you know the Titanic is gonna sink. Yeah, Not yeah that but the n- point is, is you don't know what Rose is gonna do. You don't know if Rose is gonna survive. You don't know if Jack's gonna survive because Rose says, "When the ship docks, I'm getting off with you." That is huge. She is choosing. 
to get off that ship with a man who literally has nothing instead of her fiance, who is one of the wealthiest people on the ship. And her mother says they are nothing but a family with bad debt hidden by a good name. She's going against everything that her she's bound by this aristocratic aristocratic society that wants to you know she's marrying into money basically and that relationship with her mother is very very interesting but i disagree i hate it when people say we know what's going to happen we know that the titanic's going to sink i mean that's no surprise it would be very it would be a shocking film if the titanic didn't sink but we don't know what's going to happen I mean, to those characters just done a quentin tarantino out of it <laughs> yeah quentin tarantino <laughs> twist the iceberg melts and they and they they land in new york a day early because he lit the uh, fourth boiler the thing, the thing that i really didn't like about Titanic was that ending with her on that bit of wood or a large That's piece so of wood. Like, it's and, a door. And, and, and uh, the door then, I'm sorry, the door. The door that could 100% save both of them. Nope. It was, they, it's been proven by Mythbusters on no, the Discovery Channel. Mythbusters said that they could have survived if they'd have taken the life jacket and wrapped it around the door and tied it on for more buoyancy. If they hadn't have done that, they couldn't. two of them couldn't have got on there. So it would only have worked if. But you're missing the point, but, no, though. No, but like, the, okay, I think the point is that if we, if there's, so there's a whole plethora of audiences out there who con- who realise the fact that that are distracted by the fact that hang on, they can fit two people on that door. There is no reason for him to die. The the understanding that he dies to save her is fine. But if you're not if you're not for literally believing that in front of you and you're only just being told it, it's not it's not worthy of being like you're not you're believable. Like I just it 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 didn't ring with me. It didn't make me sad about it. Which but Jack makes literally like sac- sacrifices himself, and Rose says. But he sacrifices himself in many audiences' eyes unnecessarily. Which makes it the whole thing just. He didn't even try. He didn't even try. They did try. He was he was more concerned about basically if you're in that water, you're going to die. He basically wanted to get Rose on that door so she could survive. He sacrificed himself. Floss is waving her hand furiously. It's getting very <laughs> heated in here, and I will not have Titanic put down. You're down definitely here. gonna poop on my. Uh, yeah, but film, you can't so poop on Titanic. The I third can. highest grossing film of all time. I'm, be, I'm not doing this to hurt your feelings. I'm doing this out of honesty, which might be worse, actually. I'm sorry. Let Floss come in. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, I think half the greatness of that story is you know that the you know how it's going to end. And the whole thing works for me as a romance. I say this as someone who hates romance. Um, it works because you buy into that it's just like a whirlwind thing. Yep. Would they have worked out in the long run? I don't know. Um, but every all their actions and decisions make sense because they're in that complete stage of like not logic because they're so obsessed with, yes. oh, I found this person and I love him so much and I've known him for two days. And They're I, totally infatuated with each other. I, I just, I can't, I, I don't know what it is. I think it's the writing. I think I, I everything about that film it looks stunning i mm. it's such a stunning film to look at the costume the, the 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 grading it looks amazing but in terms of the writing and the story i i'm not invested i can't i can't there's like, there's some hokey dialogue but you know that doesn't necessarily kill a film i think the spectacle of it is incredible yep um <laughs> the fact that in real time you, you Mm, the bit with the orchestra on the deck. Oh, oh yeah. 
amazing. That is an amazing part of the film. I don't think it's the worst film ever. I really don't. And I I did really, really enjoy it. I remember being a kid and really wanting to watch the film, but not being allowed because of like... Mm. It being like, what was it, 15 or something? It's 12. It's 12. Well, I was obviously too young to watch it at the time. And I just, I remember my mum and dad going out and me sneaking the VHS in. 1997. Hmm? Inappropriate body parts. Uh, Exactly, yes. There was some scenes of nudity. Yeah, I I have seen this film countless times. It must be hundreds. Um, This is about the romance. This isn't about the... Technically, I'll say very, very quickly, James Cameron manages to sail and sink the Titanic without ever sailing and sinking the Titanic. Technically, it's a masterpiece. But I just love this whirlwind romance. I love how it's two polar opposites coming together and then they're faced with a life and death situation and they choose each other. Um, And Rose says, Jack saved me in every way a woman can be saved. Because although Jack dies, he saves her from that life that she never wanted to live in. Because we know that when she gets off, she goes on to do all of the things that they spoke about. She doesn't marry Cal. She leads a completely different life. He saves her life. And I just think it's beautiful. I just don't think it has the same charm as what I expect from... A romantic film. Bloody sick! The bloody ship is sinking. There can't be that much charm. People are dying. I just, I, I... women and children only. (laughs) (laughs) As a romantic film, it it is quite romantic, but it's not one that I'd choose to watch uh, on Valentine's Day. I mean, it's quite sad, and uh, I don't. What about the song by Celine Dion? Classic. That is gorgeous. My heart will go on. Yeah. It's a it's a long, but I think it's a damn good Valentine's Day watch because it it just represents what true love is. So we know what you're going to be doing on Valentine's Day: ready meal, <laughs> ready meal for one, <laughs> Titanic. and Titanic. Yeah, um, I'm, just I'm, like your love life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disaster, just like my love life, my Tinder profile. Nobody, nobody. Tinder, Bumble, nobody swipes right, and I mean zero. <laughs> I think, as everybody said their pieces on Titanic, Floss, do you have anything else to say? Um, I, I think it kind of works structurally that you spend the first like hour or so getting to know them and then you just spend two more hours in hell. Mm. And I I think it's a, a good film. Sorry. I did enjoy the second half more than I enjoyed the first half. Yeah. Can I just say something in? Oh, Alex wants to say I something. I just think Producer. that the, the characters have complex backgrounds, but they're not actually that interesting. That's if I was true. to criticise it. No, like I think point. I agree with that. And also, you know, like 90s DiCaprio is just playing 90s DiCaprio. Because he is yeah. massively typecast. I would suggest mm. Romeo and Juliet as yeah, like, like plays, that's, um, that's I think in terms of the genre, I, w- I would prefer that to Titanic. Do you yeah, know what? They, he does a better job. Yeah. If they weren't passengers on the Titanic, they wouldn't be interesting to watch. It's only because of exactly, where yeah. they are. Sure. But because they are on the Titanic, I'm, I'm mm. interested. There's an anticipation there, which is why I keep saying like it's important to know what's going to happen at the end because the film is called Titanic that's what you watch it for and that's important but without the love story it would just be a disaster and there would be no sense of hope from it there'd be no sense of and it it tells people to pursue true love over you know financial gain or society constraining you would you would you class it as a romance or a tragedy it's both both a because, romantic tragedy. Because I don't actually think in the technical term of what a tragedy is, it doesn't actually fit that, even though it's um, 
Damn you for asking it's the question. Not, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I Why ask the question, Giovanni? I have a point, I promise. Um, but, okay, so a, a tragedy usually focuses on a main character who rises to, um, like, who almost basically, you can't, audiences can't see this, but um, I'm, it's, you start low as a character and then, <laughs> I know I know um and then you kind of ascend. Um, ascend yes but then obviously your downfall at the end is either just you, you die mostly but times, isn't but that a typical story Hollywood trope that a lot of stories are based upon and you do get that in in a lot of stories and it's not it's not something that you have to follow as a director or as a storyteller you don't have to follow that no trope. but i think i think it helps because like a traditional tragedy you feel it you feel the tragedy i don't i didn't feel that in titanic and that in, in that way where's your I didn't, soul <laughs> didn't feel tragedy the, the down no, ship I don't, went down I, I didn't feel that because thousands it, died it, it took four hours <laughs> for Carpathia. Four hours. I just, I, we, I don't know. We do need to move on. But what I, I said earlier, and I will, I am, I wasn't going to roast your second uh, choice, Shivani, but now I'm going to absolutely <laughs> dismantle it. Awesome. Um, <laughs> systematically, piece by piece, you will be a broken woman once we leave this studio. I do not doubt that. <laughs> do, <laughs> um, I said the key to a romance is believing that the two characters love each other and believing there is chemistry. Can we all conclude whether they were interesting or not, in your opinion? Do we believe that they loved each other and was there that fiery chemistry between them? Yes. Yes. Yeah, there we go. So on that high note, I will leave it and I will say Titanic is not only one of the best films of all time, it is a must-see romance. If you haven't seen it, go out and see it. 1997, so it's 23 years old. And it still holds up. And it still holds up. The CGI is is, is sensational. So is the love story. It's a, a, a You've got to see it. Great stuff. Uh, David, <laughs> I have to applaud you on that one. Thank you. I w- do you know, last thing I will say, I was expecting a really easy ride with this. I was no. expecting people to say, I love that film. Yes, 100%. Let's call the show off and just put it up. So it's going to be difficult for me to persuade people to pick this one at the end of the show, but I will try. I, I, my final thing saying on it is that I, I don't love it, but it's not. It is a fantastic movie and one that everybody should see. And if you haven't seen it... Go and watch it. I don't know where you've been, but <laughs> no, genuinely, genuinely. Mm. But it's not one that I want to put on 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 Valentine's Day. You know, three and a half hours long. Mm. It's a long watch it's for Valentine's long. Day. The final thing I will say then is that <laughs> I what, there, we are we are choosing and selecting twelve films. If it is not selected for best romance, I will be bringing this film back every single month until it is picked for one. Keanu Reeves. Uh, we are yes, I will find a link between Keanu Reeves and <laughs> no, Titanic. No, 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 no. And I will Keanu bring Reeves. It has, it has to have Keanu Reeves in the actual Damn film. You. Okay, well, I, there are 12 themes, so there are another 10 left. I will find one for Titanic to win because it must be picked. Damn you. you. All right, Craig, we need to review like... all the themes of each month now. Plus, what was that? Get Movie Maker up and paste his face <laughs> and then oh. review it. Yeah. I think it would add a lot more. It'd be a bit more lovely. It would have been it. very dramatic if Keanu. I mean, could, Oh, I could talk about Titanic yeah. for hours. Okay, <laughs> moving on, definitely. Floss, your last film, please. Oh, well, it's completely different from Titanic, but I love Charlie Chaplin, and there's a film of his called City Lights, which is about how his tramp character becomes like really infatuated with this blind flower girl who, by some big coincidences, 
ends up thinking that he's a really rich man because she can't see him. She hears this posh car going past at just the right time. And yeah, some stuff happens that she thinks that he's a rich man and that he can help her cure her blindness because that can happen or something. Um, (laughs) And it's very funny. It's got the most heartbreaking final scene. It's all about, you know, he's got this constant struggle of, he wants to help her, but as soon as he is seen for who he is, um, she won't want him anymore. Um, he makes friends with this drunk billionaire um, who only remembers him when he's drunk. So as soon as he's sobered up, he's like, <laughs> why Why is there a homeless man in my house? Get out. Um, there's a hilarious bit where he's trying to earn money by boxing. Look it up on YouTube <laughs> if you haven't seen it. It's so funny. Um, what else? It was made after talking films happened but he was like i'm not up for that so i'm going to keep making silent films which was controversial and people weren't at the time they weren't quite so hot on it as they are now now it's like there's so many directors that list it amongst their favorite films of all time um i don't know what else to say it's hard to pitch a silent film because it's not like there's snappy lines of dialogue Mm. to quote or or anything no, it's a it's a visual piece, isn't it? Really, and I, there's music. I'm guessing behind it. Yeah. Um, oh, it's the first film that he composed the music for by himself. Although okay. he did borrow a theme from someone and then got sued for it. Oh. But the rest of the music was his. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it, and I don't know about the others either. But I'm. It's it. When you said you were going to do this one, I. I wanted to watch it but again time eludes me a little bit and uh it's on the list of films to watch it's with along with the other one that you selected and i'm really sorry that i haven't seen any of your films floss i really really do apologize okay. and we will rectify this for the next episode that we do where we will all watch each other's films 100 yeah, percent, because definitely. that's the only way that we can do this properly is I to mean, see each other's films i did choose some niche ones so sorry about that do you know where it's available at all i think it might be on youtube it's not very so the copyright's probably gone then, so you can I'm probably find that on YouTube then. I feel like I watched it on YouTube. Okay. If it's not available on there, the only other place that I think you could probably find it would either be Movie or BFI Player as well. I think BFI Player would probably be the biggest shout where you can find it. Um, it isn't free BFI Player, but it's so worth getting because there are so many amazing films on there. It's on YouTube. There we go. So if you want to watch the film, uh, YouTube is the way to go for that one. And um, how, do you, how long is it? Uh, an hour 27 on that video. Okay, so it's not that long either. It's a, probably a really good watch um, in terms of length as well for Valentine's Day. That sounds that sounds really charming and lovely. Yeah, the final scene is, is really sad. And it's like, oh. it's a scene that obviously they're not saying much, mm. but they're saying a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry that we haven't seen it though. And I really wish that we could discuss it a bit more before seeing it. Um, but I think maybe we'll pick it up a little bit more on the next episode and have a brief like introduction where we actually discuss it a bit more after we've seen it and maybe we can all see before sunrise as well and actually have a little bit of a discussion about that as well it might not be the last time i bring a charlie chaplin film okay no good keanu reeves in one (laughs) (laughs) but no i think what craig said is important it's the second episode in a new series we're still fleshing out but come the third episode which i believe is keanu reeves yeah. We'll have all seen each other's films, so it'll be a, a, a more heated topical talk. Uh, I won't be bringing Titanic to Keanu Reeves, but I will be hopefully bringing it the following month. But thank you for that, Floss. I, I think that sounds incredible. It's available on YouTube, and I very much intend to watch it. I'd like to quote one more thing. So in 1949, there was a critic who called the final scene the greatest single piece of acting ever committed to celluloid. 
that's a bit well. of a, you know, that's a big statement, but it's it's very sad. Did you say it's an understatement? I am. Um, I think it's a very good scene. Okay, I'm I'm looking forward to watching this. I might even watch it tonight. I might have overhyped it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure you haven't. Um, Shivani, then. Boo! Final film. <laughs> <laughs> so much hate. Hit boo! Hit us with a real romance, then, Come Shivani. On then, Shivani. Come on, you you gotta sell it. You Give us a nice, a... healthy relationship. <laughs> <laughs> very healthy. What is, it, what is it, Shivani? What is it? Well, right, my film is a cheesy, not very well written. Let me finish. I'll let you finish. Starring Robert Patterson and Kristen Stewart. I'm getting oh, to you're it. Building it up. I am. Drrr, you're really ruining my build. It's Twilight. Goodness gracious me. What were you thinking? Oh dear, oh dear lord. I think mostly I was thinking of your reactions because this is amazing. Um I I find Twilight one of the most guiltiest pleasures in terms of romance. Um I really like Twilight <laughs> and it's not because it's a, a very, you know, decent film. Um, it's because it's it runs with nostalgia. It's quite funny to watch with other people, hence Valentine's Day. Um, and, you know, who doesn't want to uh, date a sparkly vampire who... who might consume you at any point. <laughs> um, for those of you who haven't seen Twilight, it's about a sparkly vampire who um, falls in love with a human girl um, and he can read everyone's mind but hers. It's an okay. excellent premise. She has no personality. There's no connection between the two. It is the most unromantic movie I have ever seen in my entire life. I'm glad you've uh, you've touched on a lot of things there. Okay. I... Have you read the books? Yes. No. All of them. Yeah, me too. Oh, come on, Ross. <laughs> Whose side are you on? Here we go. Well, I just think in order to criticise something properly, you have to follow through and do your research. So I've read all of them and they are not very well written. No, they are terribly <laughs> written. Um, but that's fine because the character... <laughs> the character... Okay, the character of Bella is a... Dreadful. Un... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to say um, unrelatable, um, quite shy, Wait a second. introverted. Wait, you, didn't you say about Titanic that they okay. were not relatable? I'm still trying to finish. Sorry. Giggity. <laughs> Everyone be quiet. Let's let Shivani <laughs> finish why this is the worst. I mean, best romantic film ever. Anyway, um, she is written as a character who is introverted, who is... Um, not that doesn't have a lot of characteristics on screen, um, which is strange, and the same for Robert Patterson's character, which is also strange. Um, but ultimately, you have these two amazing actors because they are amazing actors, um, given a script that's pretty dire, and they've made it work. I think they make it work. I, I know, I can see your face, and I know you think that there is no romance or chemistry, but there is. I think there is, and I think that's why it makes a, a, yeah, under de- a rock really somewhere. good 
romantic films. There's five of them. There's five films. Five too many. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen all of them, and, and some of them aren't bad. Um, they get the writing gets better as they go on, but mm. it, it it isn't. It just isn't a good film whatsoever, and it's one that I do not believe anybody should watch on on Valentine's Day because you're just going to be completely baffled and bored. Okay, the one thing I would say was the um, strange camera angles are a bit jarring. But I'm just sitting point. here enjoying this because I had lots of criticisms, but Shivani's just criticizing her own choice, so I'm I'm quite happy. I I just I still like it despite all of this <laughs> um, criticism criticism that I am giving it, and it looks like a, it it looks green, like it's a very strangely <laughs> graded film. Um, <laughs> But, you this know. is just like the Titanic. I know this. This this is sinking slowly, painfully. There, there's very few survivors. There, even but the women I, and children. My are point is, despite all of this, I really like it. I really like it, and in an almost ironic way, it's one of my favourite romantic films. Can I offer something? Yes. To Twilight. Yes. I think that Bella was written as a shell intentionally, mm. because Twilight's yeah. market was what you know. Um, young teenage girls who struggle in see, social like, situations. Yeah, and, and you know, yeah. who wanted to see someone like Robert Pattinson, right? Yeah. So she's written as the most boring character ever, intentionally, maybe. Because then yeah, she can be anyone. She can be anyone. She's relatable to anyone because she's she might as well not even exist. And noted, Christian Stewart plays there. that perfectly. Like, if that's the intention, that is perfect. She does play yeah. a really boring shell. Shell <laughs> <laughs> of a Thanks, woman. Thanks, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant I'm, contribution here. I think we're under no... In, uh, we're not being. I don't really know what to say, to be honest with you, Shivani, because it is an awful movie. Genuinely awful movie. C- can I jump in here? So I, I couldn't remember if I loved or hated Twilight. So I actually rewatched it. Um, what day are we today? I can't remember. I watched it a few days ago and I went in with an open mind. I didn't love it and I, I didn't hate it, but what I did come away feeling was completely numb and empty. I just found the characters so unrelatable, so boring, and so unsuited for each other. I couldn't have found a more ridiculous relationship if I'd have walked into a boozer in the middle of Wolverhampton. I, think... I mean, it was just absolutely... It was pretty dire. I, I mean, I mean, I, wa- I, I wanted it to be good. I wanted to be invested in these characters. And I, I remember I've said, you've got to believe that the characters are in love. I, not only did I not believe they were in love, I believe they didn't like each other very much. I mean, yeah, you don't see really many conversations where they have much in common. But, um, <laughs> or so where they seem to like each other. They just there's, they, there's a lot of staring at each other and, you know, lying together in a field. And yeah, um, but despite that, I think a lot of um, my my infatuation with it is nostalgia and the fact that I was in an atmosphere of the the film being very 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 popular when it came out. So it's almost become like a cult classic in my head. What? Lots of frowns. <laughs> but it has though. It's a film that is very mocked, like as you're all saying. But it's also one that's very rewatchable. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I, I, I'm not intentionally going against you because, like I said, I did watch this film. It's currently available on Netflix. So if you do want to see Twilight, it is available. So on is Netflix. the Terminal, by the way. So is the Terminal. I just couldn't get into it at all. It the screenplay was really awful. 
Um, and the way the characters are written, they are shells. They're like they. they it's almost like they don't exist, and their their chemistry is very off. And I just really didn't enjoy it much at all. And in terms of a film to watch on Valentine's Day, the problem with Twilight is it just sort of stops, and then you're forced to watch the next one. Is it New Moon? Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got Eclipse, Eclipse, and then Breaking Dawn Part One, Breaking Dawn Part Two. So it does seem to go on a long time. I've looked at the Rotten Tomato scores. The first one gets a, around a forty-nine percent from the critics. The second one is apparently longer and worse. The second one is weird. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> Thank you, Shivani, for bringing Twilight as the best romantic film of all time. I just, I genuinely, I genuinely don't think it's as like horrific as people have this stigma about it i i re i i i rewatch them because they're fun i think they're fun films and i and i think it's they're 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 okay. very enjoyable <laughs> Crazy, like, to watch. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> did you have something to add there well sorry um well just i was completely the right age for this film yeah. it came out in 2008 and i was about 14 and i went to see it in the cinema i remember thinking that it didn't travel particularly well from book to screen yep. in the first place, but also the book series started off fine and really went downhill quite quickly because it became clear she didn't know how to do world building, she didn't know how to do stakes, um, and I hated that fourth book so much. It was dreadful. I've said that quite a lot today. Um, and I think the only high point of Twilight the film is it's got a good soundtrack. Mm, the soundtrack is good. And, you know, a bit of Muse while they play baseball. Lincoln That's Park fine. <laughs> um, but as a romance, it's hideous because he's a hundred and whatever years old. She's a child. He watches her sleep. He's controlling. Um, and she, who is she? She. What does she offer him? It's a dangerous all? relationship. Then mm. they don't have anything in common. She just kind of trips over and is clumsy a lot. And that's her entire being and... That's hilarious, though. Like, it's such a laughable concept that it's actually made a film that it's just funny. It's just funny to okay, watch. Okay, well, if you want to see funny falling over, watch some Charlie Chaplin, okay? Yes. <laughs> okay. My uh, final film now. Shall we wow, go to that? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Owen Wilson there. Uh, okay, so mine is Notting Hill. This came out in 1999, and it's very simply one of Richard Curtis's finest movies that he'd, he's ever written. Um, it stars Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts plays Anna Scott, and Hugh Grant plays William Thacker. Uh, Anna Scott is one of the most famous movie stars of all time, and William Thacker... Uh, William Thacker is simply a bookshop owner uh, that sells very specific books of world travel. And uh, one day Anna Scott turns up in his bookshop and they have a very serendipitous sort of moment and um, things unfold, uh, things of a romantic nature. And it is such a typical British romance um, and one that has been such a guilty pleasure of mine. I don't know why, um, in some respects, mainly because when I used to come home rather inebriated, um, I would somehow, <laughs> for some reason, put this movie on and, and watch it, and I would just love it. Um, I, I'm under no impressions that it's the world's finest romance film, um, I believe, before Sunrise is, and this is why this one came second. Um, but it is simply a, a really fun and good watch, and one that has Hugh Grant at his finest, um, maybe not anymore, but actually... He was great in this sort of genre kind of film. And at, at his high point, this is one of those films that is just a great watch. Any of you seen it? Oh, yeah. 
Definitely, yeah. Notting Hill's superb. So as I said earlier, I really hate romance. So I've not in my life um, sought out many rom-coms and I've not seen it. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it either. It's definitely one that I need to watch. <laughs> yes, you definitely do. Um, I, I can't really go into that much detail about it just because it would ruin it for you. And I mean, I'm sure lots of people have watched this film countless times like I have, maybe not drunk, but... Um, it is just a really fun film to watch and one that has a lot of, I don't know, kind of similarities to today's society in terms of film stars or anybody in the public eye trying to have a relationship. And it's it's a, a strange concept in that sen- sense, trying to capture a movie star having a real life. And mm. and mm. in that sense, it's hilarious um, in, in some instances. And it's damn right just slapstick as well and 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 i I just love it it's just a real 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 guilty pleasure brilliant performance in there from reese reese effens yes um who plays uh hugh grant's character's housemate Uh, and he is just sensational what i like about this film is it's a rom-com the comedy hits and the romance hits you've got these two again it's very much like titanic two completely contrasting characters that have almost nothing in common they're polar opposites one guy is a bookstore owner who has very little money the other is the biggest movie star on the planet who is rolling in cash Mm. um and they choose love and the the way this film unfolds the screenplay is brilliant but it's just hilariously funny and Shivani said about rewatching um twilight notting hill is one of the most rewatchable films i've ever seen absolutely if you if you come home if you've seen notting hill and you come home and you're flicking through the television and notting hill is on i guarantee you watch that film to the end it is so re- rewatchable i nearly swallowed my tongue again but i didn't it is so rewatchable. It's so relatable. Hugh Grant gives a great performance. Julia Roberts is obviously sensational. Um, ladies, I thoroughly recommend this film. If you haven't seen Notting Hill, you really, really should because it, it's it's one of the best romantic comedies I think of all time. And I think Craig, it was very difficult for me to to select two films. Obviously, I had to select Titanic because it is incredible. Um, but Notting Hill is is close up there for me. It, I, I I really really love it. And there's. Just this really great scene that plays out when uh, Anna Scott goes to William's uh, best friend's house for a birthday party. And she's obviously one of the biggest movie stars of all time. And they all turn up uh, to great, like, what the hell's going on? Why is Anna Scott here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one of the other friends walks in and just doesn't recognise her. And it just... It's just hilarious when that unfolds because he finally realises who she is. And when that penny drops... Oh, boy, wow. does it drop. Oh, boy, does it drop, indeed. Uh, it's just, it is brilliant. And one that is just, I think, will be a really great one to watch on Valentine's Day because you're, you you don't have to be completely invested in it and you will still get what happens if you pick it up a little bit later on. You know, it, you, you can have your ice cream and get up and go and put some more sauce on your ice cream and, mm. and come back and still know exactly where you are in that film. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I love it. And it's a feel-good film and it's light as well. It's very fluffy. It's very watchable. It's very relatable. And like Craig said, it's a popcorn film. So you, you don't have to be fully invested in it. Something like Titanic is quite he- maybe a little bit heavy for Valentine's Day, but Notting Hill... Um, is one that I would thoroughly recommend. I think Craig's put a very compelling case forward. Thank you very much. Go on, Siobhan, you are going to say something? No, I just thought it's made me start to think about um, like different types of romance, because we haven't really touched on that. We've just sort of had romance as an umbrella term. Because um, obviously films like Titanic are like an epic romance. They're, they're, um, they've got 
they haven't really got many comedic elements, but obviously we've got the whole genre of romantic comedy, which is so huge as well. Um, I think they're very, very different in terms of, uh, even though they're the same genre, I just, I think that's quite interesting to note. Mm. <laughs> Are you allowed to say something, Alex? Sure, but, just, I just, but I do agree. Um, you know, and it can just be like a setting even. Yeah. You know, and anything that sort of has that level of, fragility or characters really exposing themselves and showing how vulnerable they are you know yeah makes I mean, for a great romance um like has anyone seen porco rosso it's a studio ghibli film no anyone seen spirited away yeah yeah okay so you can take you know that level of beautiful animation i think you could call that sort of world building romantic to a degree yeah because every character introduces is you know extremely vulnerable and there's like love, you know, there's friendship there. There's always friendship as a strong theme in those films. I think that's a really strong type of romance. Yeah, it, it almost goes back to like Shakespearean elements of of um, genre, which he had his history plays, which is fine. And then he had his tragedies and his comedies. But in both of those, you had romance. So you had Romeo and Juliet, which was a tragedy. Then you had Much Do About Nothing, which was a comedy. And they both are so different but they're still romantic it's, it's a very interesting concept but then Midsummer Night's Dream oh, that's is a, a romantic comedy <laughs> and that's probably the best one I've uh, always preferured Much Ado I think oh. I know Lord it's controversial now. it's getting <laughs> bloody heavy in here it is, it is. well we've all talked about our films mm. now and I think this is the part oh sorry gone for oh no I just had one more thing to add to Shivani's thing yes on defining a romance, so the film Once, they never actually, I mean, spoilers for Once, but can a film be a romance if the characters aren't ever actually together? Or is it more about the tensions and, you know, the, the wistfulness? I think, I think yes. I think that the, the atmosphere of tension and the atmosphere of the almo- almost romance, like in The Terminal, I think, um, is very is is almost as important as the 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 physical well not physical but like the actual relationship between two people. But then again, not even two people. So what's the film that Joaquin Phoenix was in, uh, where he falls in love with a computer? Oh, her. Her. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. No. Scott that is a really great film, and uh, he literally falls in love with a Siri type device. But she's almost sentient in a way. She's like an mm. artificial intelligence, and. What a strange concept for a movie, and, and actually probably a great one to watch on Valentine's Day if you're up for a quirky movie watch with a great performance from Joaquin Phoenix. And Scarlett Johansson is in it as well, playing the voice of, I guess, her. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Sounds very, like, suspiciously weird science-y. I don't know how I feel about that. Science fiction romance. There's a genre. Wow. Yeah. The film Weird Science. Hmm? The film Weird Science. What about it? That's what... Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, think, I thought you just didn't understand what I was saying. No, I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we're going to wrap things up here rather quickly mm. now. So we've all brought to the table two movies. Um, we're just going to quickly sort of say which one of those uh, we like the most, I suppose, and then that can go into our, our shelf of DVDs that we're going to put up on Twitter at the end of the year, I guess. It's the best way of doing it. Will we be able to amend these votes once we've all seen all the films? Yes, I think that probably could happen. Because after the 12 episodes, there's going to be a conclusion. There'll probably be a 13th episode where we touch upon all of the episodes. I'm just, I am, I've been sat here for five minutes now, a very troubled individual, um, just wondering what the hell is going to win? What are we going to select? Mm. 
It's going to be really hard, actually, isn't it? Really, I don't know really if there difficult. is a consensus for anything. Are we allowed to vote for our own films? Because I feel like that... Preferential that's... ballot? Uh, have a pause in, in, <laughs> or, in, in proceedings? Or... Should we let Alex well, decide? I was just thinking. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> As an impartial person who hasn't put any film forwards, which one would you say is Which your one are you most intrigued to now go and watch or rewatch? I think... Titanic, Titanic, Titanic. I think no. there was a large debate about <laughs> The most was said about Titanic. And I, have, I do have my own criticisms for Titanic. It takes a lot for me to, to escape into a film. And I just think romance is a really difficult one. But... In terms of popularity, general reception, I suppose now, you know, this is sort of reignited an interest for me. It kind of has to be Titanic. Yes! Unbelievable scenes! I cannot believe it! You have betrayed me! Well done! You have made the right decision and you have saved me bringing Titanic back to the table. But I think, what what a, what a, I mean, I was gonna. I was going to go for Notting Hill if I had to choose out of the ones that have been put forward. But I do think Titanic is... uh, Fair enough, the impartial decision has been made. And I am over the moon. I'm going to celebrate with a very dark black coffee. He's not going to let us live this down. What have you done? (laughs) I mean, I haven't voted for Titanic because I think that's the most sort of... You know, pioneering, wow. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that happened kind of film. Yes! I. So it would have won. I'm ashamed of all of you. I do not. I'm ashamed of you for bringing Twilight. (laughs) Okay, all right. You know what? Shameful. (laughs) Okay, so thank you very much for listening to episode two of Topical Talk. We'll be back next month in March with a Keanu Reeves special. Uh, We'll all be bringing two films that we believe are our favourite or are our favourite Keanu Reeves movies and then we will shout vote again. Uh, Maybe Alex can join us again and have an impartial vote again. Maybe, who knows? Um, We'll see how it goes. Um, But yes, thank you for listening. Uh, It's been a real pleasure having a chat with all of you guys. (laughs) David's currently doing a little jig. Oh, I'm so happy. Justice has been done. Thank you so much.